Hi everyone. If you like what you've been hearing, please consider subscribing to the Patreon at patreon.com backslash Hegelbon. That's H-E-G-E-L-B-O-N. The Patreon's really the lifeblood of the podcast. It lets me dedicate the time that I need to play the games, to talk to our guests, to really set everything up and, and make everything as sharp as it is. Um, without it, uh, no cartridge really wouldn't exist the way it does today. If you don't like monthly pledges, I totally get it. Uh, there's also paypal.me backslash Hagelbon, and we can try and figure something out there. Or you can email me at nocartridgeaudio at gmail.com. Uh, I'd love to hear from you, and I will try and answer your emails as quickly as I can. Thanks so much for your support, and enjoy the show. on Twitter, and uh, I'm having with me a cartoonist whose work I've very much come to enjoy because they make such good cartoons. Uh, Matt Lubchansky is here with us. Matt, thank you so much for coming on. Of course. Uh, thanks for having me. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Yeah, we're, we're recording this at 9 a.m., which means most of my listeners, uh, these, these millennials don't know there's a 9 a.m. Oh. Uh, Matt, they <laughs> <laughs> only think Whoa. there's a p.m. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Oh, boy. Hey. Because they... Yeah? You got a millennial joke? Oh, no. I was just... Uh... Yeah, no, you're right. I, I thought don't... you had a rip. Well, I was going to say it's because they work the third shift and, oh, uh, and don't have a lot of money. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they're, they're all getting home now. Yeah, right. <laughs> Those fools. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, welcome. Welcome. So before we start or before we, I guess, by way of starting, actually, um, you have a you've been making comics on the nib for uh, what feels like ages. Um, I, I believe we first met by me uh, being mean about one of your comics that on is, the nib. That is correct. But now look at us. And then and then we became friends because uh, I apologized. Yeah, like um, a, it's a it's a true online story. <laughs> that's right. Um, I mean, that's you know, that's if I can uh, impart one lesson to everyone online, it's uh, apologizing doesn't hurt and it costs nothing. Yeah, um, I just apologize when you're wrong. It's fine. Yeah, it's cool. It's <laughs> I actually, do, it, I it's do it all the time. It rules. Yeah, no one minds. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, uh, and you've been making comics at the Nib for a while, generally like political comics, uh, along with Matt Boers. Uh, and you guys, or, or I don't know if it's you guys, I don't know if Boers is, is going along with this or if it's just you, but uh, there's like a new Nib project. So, uh, oh, yeah. so you this talk is, to me a little bit about that? Yeah, so the Nib's been around about five years now. There was, I've been on board for about four of them. Okay. Um, the there was a year where we were shut down because of uh, VC money at Medium. They decided they didn't want to fund us anymore. But anyway, so now Excuse we're at me. We're, VC yeah, money caused a problem. It caused journalism. a huge problem. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, but now we're at a. We've been at First Look Media now for about two years, um, which is where the Intercept and Topic are. They're a little more committed to say journalism than they are like tech nonsense. So, anyways, it's yeah, been nice, sure, right. It's been nice being there. Um, I'm now a member of the Sinister Omidyar Network, which I appreciate. 
But yeah, I was um, gonna say you the 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 anarchists in Park Slope are, are uh, rapidly uh, fomenting and, and organizing to take your apartment at this point. Yeah, they are actually standing outside. Up. Yeah, I'm glad I'm on the fifth floor. I got a good vantage point for all the anarchists <laughs> that are gathering at my 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 uh, my door. Um, Pour all so... the boiling oil on them and all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh yeah. So uh, it's been Boris's dream for a long time to actually put out a print magazine. Okay. And we are launching, so we're recording on Saturday. This is launching, when this goes up, it'll the Kickstarter will be running. It'll be about a weekend. Um, and we are launching a print quarterly and membership program that is going cool. to be uh, sustainable funding for the publication in the long term because we, we pay all of our artists and we do a lot of, uh, I think, important journalism and nonfiction comics memoirs by people whose voices aren't generally heard um, mm. and interesting journalism from all over the world. We have artists in all sorts of countries. Um, and so the idea is this membership program is launching with this Kickstarter to pay for the first year of the, the print magazine. And, um, and that way we can be directly supported by the readers and not have to worry about say things like being funded by ads or having to like do like spawn con or yeah. stuff like that is the hope. So will this mean that you're you're just going fully independent? Are you are you moving away from first look? Or no, this both? is this is we're still going to be with them, but we're just okay. hoping to pay for basically our bud. You know, we need to make money at some point. Yeah, well, no, uh, I mean, <laughs> theoretically, theoretically, yes. we're supposed to be making money at some point. Um, we are not say the Nib is not an independent nonprofit like say the Intercept is, which they, <laughs> they can do because they're doing like journalism, journalism, but we're drawing cartoons and things and people don't treat that the same way um, i would i would wager that the um that either your uh your comic where the people are um hanging and saying how much uh how much worse it could be uh by by their by shackles and like uh, yeah. saying well you know it could be worse um or boris's comic about um i see you are using a phone but uh, or you're using plows but dislike uh, uh feudalism how interesting yeah um I think those have done just as much for uh, raising class consciousness as any uh, intercept article. I would, I would argue. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I don't disagree. I think cartoons are good. Uh, actually, uh, that bores that panel of the guy saying, "I think we should improve society somewhat." Yeah. Is going uh -huh. is going to be like our NPR tote bag reward for? Oh, nice! Like paying a certain amount of money to get the magazine. Oh, that's fantastic! That's yeah. really great. Yeah. Um, well, cool. That's that's really neat. Um, yes. Oh, I, so go to the nib dot com. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah please. and uh, and like check out the Kickstarter because we we uh, it's you know it's it's basically like how to keep the publication alive in the long term. This is our shot. I'm, su I'm such an old person in in this. I don't know if this makes me an old person or a young person, but I uh, I I don't know website addresses anymore. Like I used to, I used to have like websites I'd go to, but now oh, if yeah. it's like, oh, I need to find Matt's. Uh, I need to find Matt's uh, Kickstarter. Where did they put it? Um, I'll just go to Google and do Nib Kickstarter, and uh, and it'll find it. And I just I so I forget to plug websites. Yeah, I mean uh, I don't. If, nobody goes to like you know when I look at the the website stats, nobody goes to homepages anymore. It's very curious, which is like yeah. a thing. But then I realize like I don't do that anymore, and like <laughs> I'm only thirty two. Like I'm not like a super old person, right? Or a super well, young person. You're exactly, you're essentially my age. We're, yeah. we're one year apart. So okay. yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, I remember there was a time when I was like in college and like when I was first in the workforce, when I had like a white collar job, when I was like sitting at a desk all day, uh, I would like 
I had like all these bookmarks and I would just like get into the office or to like my desk at home in my dorm and just like click open all the bookmarks and all the bookmarks would open and I'd have all my websites and I would just scroll through the websites all day. That's what I would do too. I had, I had, I remember I would have in college, I, I, I played a game with myself and I would have something that would auto complete for every letter on the keyboard. Wow. Um, and then I just go there. Uh, I, I think at, so at one point I was reading upwards of like 27 web comics or something like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like a completely ludicrous amount of web comics. Now, a web comic amount no one could possibly uh, need. I used to, um, yeah, I used to keep up with dozens of web comics when I was like a teenager. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, there was one summer where I went to work at a summer camp for eight weeks where there was internet, but not really. It was okay. like you had to like go to the it was like an arts camp and there were like all these different shops and I worked at the sculpture shop and the, the there was a actually a like a newspaper shop and they had computers with the internet and air conditioning. So you'd try to go there sometimes just to get the air conditioning. <laughs> just really really feel like a sucker for not going into newspaper. Yeah, uh and like they made like you know, the camp yearbook or whatever, but uh Sure. So I like I'd like occasionally go check my email and stuff, but uh, when I, I remember I got home after 8 weeks and I had to catch up on like 30 oh, web comics worth of it. It was just like they all started dropping like flies. That was like the first. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I, I'm done now. I, I still check like three or four because I'm I those habits die extremely hard. But like, oh, yeah, same here. And yeah, it's, but it's, it's mostly it's just yeah. But it's mostly just like, oh, like when my friends that make comics post things, I will click on the link. And that is where I'm yeah, at. Twi- now. Twitter tells me when that happens. Yeah, I just I found a friend's comic the other day that way. And like I was like, oh, cool, this comic. He, he published a comic, but it was turned out it was from 2017. But I still saw it. So, I mean, that has to be counted. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, um, I I think, like, the internet was first introduced to me by way of webcomics in so many ways. Like, obviously, like, the, that first run where, like, you're 12 years old and reading webcomics and stuff, like, you discover, well, this is a very 32, 33-year-old thing. But yes. if you're 32 and 33, you'll recognize this, um, <laughs> where you discover, like, Penny Arcade and, and like, you know, the, the big webcomics and just start reading them. Oh, yeah. Um I mean, that's just like, did, did you read Penny Arcade? Like that oh, seems oh, like, I read Penny Arcade for a yeah, long time. Yeah, everyone at some point. It's, it's disgusting to think about now. Oh, it's horrible. That yeah, was actually I, like, yeah, that was the thing. Where I like, as a teenager, I played like a fair amount of video games, but I didn't mm-hmm. play, I didn't like have a PlayStation. I had, a, okay. an, I had an N64 and a GameCube. And okay. so like half of Penny Arcade's jokes were just like, or more than half. I was just like, what's this about? And they're just talking about some PlayStation game that I've never played. Like, I remember thinking I remember thinking that like when people would say, Oh, I don't get the jokes in Penny Arcade, I remember being like, uh, just click on the news post and read a couple <laughs> paragraphs and then you'll get the joke. I used uh, to do that. I used to be like, <laughs> I have to understand this joke. And I'd yeah, click like, on the news and I'd read forty five thousand words on why the joke was funny. <laughs> how is that like how did how did we fool ourselves into thinking that was like good writing like well of course it needs uh, a, a treatise to explain it it's a comic yeah <laughs> comic comic strip writing and drawing uh is an exercise in how to convey the most information in as few words and lines as possible so what this comic needs is a bunch of overcomplicated <laughs> art and a seven thousand word book uh at the end <laughs> i need i need this to have more annotations than watchmen like this is this is <laughs> Super important to me that my joke about like why this character in World of Warcraft looks funny is yeah. uh, is conveyed with the most complexity possible. Yeah, I need a thirty three and a third on this fucking Crash Bandicoot <laughs> joke. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like there was 
one of the things that that I ran into um, online uh, with with comics was I I started reading um, uh, this comic actually by uh, it was called Welcome to what was it called Welcome to not Welcome to yeah Welcome to Greytown maybe I think I'm not familiar with that one who did it yeah it's it was it was it was one of those like uh, oh, oh, whatever whatever like Keen Spot or whatever comics it was oh yeah but it was by it was by that dude Schmorky who. Um, the, the something awful guy. Yes. Um, who I'm sure you've seen his work. And then like, so I was like this huge Schmorky fan. Like I, I would like, I was ride and die for Schmorky. And then I got online and I was like, oh, this dude's still around. He's still making stuff neat. And I was all right, whatever. And then uh, his whole thing about uh, his bizarre and uh, borderline pedophilic uh, chats came out. And I was oh, like, I... man, this is like, this is rough. <laughs> I I did not know about that part, or I well, yeah, know no, much it was them, yeah, yeah. But it was one of those things where, like, I, I forget if how much the age thing factored in, but it was a very weird, very like off-putting series of chats that someone was like, "Schmarky had these chats with me, and I did not like them." And I was like, "Oh, great! Yikes. Now that's ruined for me forever." And I'm like, "That's that's really like that's the magic of the internet. Like, you discover a thing, and it lives with you for a while, and then it's ruined." Uh, but some form of it still lives within you yeah i'm excited to find out what i do to destroy my reputation in a few years i'm very excited i i yeah. think uh you're going what's going to happen is here's my guess okay um the nib uh kickstarter is going to be a massive success and it's going to take off and you guys are going to be like the next um or maybe the first uh uh you know oh no you'll be like ted Rawl. like you'll be like you know uh, you know wealthy off of your not wealthy but like comfortable off of your um off of your riches uh, from from drawing um, uh, political cartoons, and uh, you will get really into uh, model Gundams, uh, so into oh. them that it will be an extreme uh, an extreme addiction that you will start doing crimes to uh, to to help support to build bigger and bigger model Gundams until yeah, I get to good. the ones that are like up, up to my ankle. Like the, that's right. The really massive ones. And you'll at one point, at one point, the thing that'll really sink you is uh, someone will say, uh, hey, Matt, why don't you stop spending all that time building uh, model toys instead of comics? And uh, you will post a 30 tweet thread about how they're called Gunpla. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. This is actually a little close to home because I do love building and futzing with little tiny things like I have. I mean, me too. I've thought about this. A I got I got I've never done the I've never done the Gunpla. I, but I do, I do still own a, a preposterous amount of Lego things. Yeah. Uh, like I have, like on my freaking uh, dresser next to my bed is the entire Simpsons house. Oh, nice. Which was a Christmas present a couple of years ago for my mother-in-law, which is beautiful. But uh, uh, your mother-in-law gets you. That's... She sure does. Uh, and it's like, a, have you seen that thing? It's like a dollhouse. It like the roof comes off and it opens up like a dollhouse, oh, and it's That's amazing. So cool. It took me like twelve hours to build it. And of course, I did it in one day, the day after Christmas, because I'm a nightmare person. Well, no, I mean, of course you would, though. That's like that's yeah. I feel like that's the one thing that still hits me like it did when I was a kid, like getting a model out and building stuff. And I, I yeah, I try to I try to keep it. Uh, I try to keep it at bay because uh, my wife uh, is a normal person in many ways, uh, in many ways that I am not. And uh, one of those ways is she does not like a bunch of clutter and weird models of things around the house. Um, which yes. I get and respect, but if I got really into it, I could see myself being like, well, you know, that was fun building that one Gundam. 
I'm going to build a couple more. And then I just have shelves full of robots uh, that clash with everything in our house um, <laughs> or like model ships or something, airplanes like that. It could really it could uh, it could snowball. But I, I built some with my daughter the other day and I was like, man, this is the most fun. Like, this, yeah, is, this is so good. It's so rewarding. Um, yeah, we're, we've re- we've reached a strict uh, one in one out policy on a lot of stuff that I have around the That's home. Smart. That's, yeah. That, you know what? That that makes a lot of sense. Which I like I don't want to part with any of my special sons and daughters, so I don't know I don't know what's what to do at this point. It's just <laughs> which have I understand because we have we we what happened like two years ago we moved into a slightly smaller apartment. So like <laughs> Well yeah, at that point. I mean we the, had to living is rough that way. Yeah. Uh so I, like there's a lot of stuff. I'm looking at my printer and there's like a, a tower of babble of just shit on it because it's just like <laughs> yeah. I ran out of places to put stuff. Oh, see, see, uh, you're almost at you're almost at critical mass where you will start finding cabinets to put them in, or like, uh, unless you've gotten there already. Oh yeah, no, I've little, got like little got, like yeah little stashes. Oh yeah, I've got like well, I've got like stuff like in dr- dresser drawers, and I've got like yeah. uh, I've got a weird Classic. filing cabinet in my closet in the office. Uh, I've got like I've got a bookshelf that uh, my comics collection is now too deep on the bookshelf, so to access my, a lot of my comics, I have to remove half the comics. Which is yeah, I mean, a healthy and normal way to live, like a regular person does. <laughs> I like. I, I wish I could tell you that. Like, I wish I could be the the condescending uh, homeowner and say, like, well, what you need to do is uh, move somewhere where you can buy a house, then you'll have space. But really, what a home gives you is um, free reign to become a horrible hoarder and uh, die under like a uh, like a, a pile of uh, saved funny comics from the last uh, thirty years. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Like. Um, my parents are about to move out of my childhood home. Okay. And my dad keeps calling me. He's like, you got to come help me clean out this attic. And I'm like, I'm not going there. I'm not doing that. Cause it's just like, they've been in that house for 30 years and the entire, every corner of the house is like stuffed with bullshit that I yep. do. I don't, I don't want to be near. I don't want to go. It, fi- I don't want to go look at it. It's just a nostalgia. Fa- am I, am I, my this 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 definitely counts as the most off-topic podcast ever, and I'm very pleased about that. Yeah. Um, but it, it's good. I, I I like it actually. This is this is exactly what I want for a 9 a.m. podcast. Is like just a conversation, just like chatting yeah. with my chatting with my friend. Um, but uh, yeah, like the I remember my dad uh, had to clean out his basement once um, when he was in when he was in one of his houses, and he had his brother over, and like he dad was saying like it couldn't. It was hard for me to go through these boxes because I'd like open a box and I'd feel nostalgia or I'd feel like happy or I'd feel sad or I'd go through all this stuff or I wouldn't go through the stuff. And so his brother was like, do you know what's in this box? And he'd be like, no, but and he'd be like, then it goes away. Then, then I'm throwing it away. So like anything he didn't know about, it just got thrown away. And even my dad, it was like, you know, that was the way to go. Like yeah. absolutely the way to go. Like because you like anything, like if you're actually going through these boxes, the emotional toll you will put on yourself is just not worth it. Yeah, I think my I think my dad is on the verge of becoming like um someone who doesn't own anything. He's just like I don't want to own <laughs> he said to me the other day that I don't he doesn't want to own anything anymore. Mm-hmm. Which is funny because he's like a salesman, he's like a business guy, like he acquired a lot of things in his life. Uh but he just wants to become like um what are those people that don't own it like a like a like a um It's not the word. Oh boy. Yeah. 
it's uh, it's I keep everyone's to, yelling the word. I keep um, wanting to say athlete, but that's not it. It's it's very close to that. Uh, yeah, uh, ascetic, 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 ascetic. Thank you. Yeah. yeah so he wants to be. Yeah, he wants to become like a you know like a Zen ascetic, uh, and just like get a you know like a a trailer and just <laughs> just drive away from the house. I mean, I, I, I my wife Kristen feels that way a lot too. Whenever we're cleaning, um, which we are, because uh, uh, the the next the next strunk uh, is coming at the end of the month. But the uh, oh shoot, congrats! Uh, oh thanks. I always forget who I've told and who I haven't told. It's always it's it's less of a it's less of a uh, you know announce this from the top of a mountain than the first one. Yeah. Um, so it's like you know, sure. It's, not that the second one is less special, but you don't want to make a big deal out of it twice because uh, then people then you start getting a reputation. Sure. Um, but, uh, shrunk <laughs> for dropping August, 2018. <laughs> yeah. I just, I make it like, I do it. Like I have future do it. Like I pay him. I'm like, all right, how much is it going to cost for you to, uh, for you to, to, to tease my, my kid dropping on July 27th. Um, but yeah, when my, uh, we're, we're, we're cleaning the house in, in, uh, preparation and at any given point when we do that, uh, there's a moment where Kristen just says like, we need to, I want to get rid of every single thing we own. Like, I, I, I don't want any of this anymore. I want it to go away forever. I'm like, all right, yeah, uh, we'll see what we can do. Yeah. Um, but the, uh, I do, the other, the other thing I was thinking about in terms of destroying my reputation is to be, to go full Scott Adams. Oh, sweet. Yeah. 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 Like, um, uh, I want to go live in a big Dilbert head house on a, <laughs> I want to get really not in shape, but in a shape okay. um, and post photos of my kind of okay abs, you know, <laughs> uh, to, to own people. That seems like a really good idea. Um, yeah, I think you should. I think you should start talking about um, uh, how hot your partner is and then like um, challenge people online if they don't think that uh, they are as hot as you say they are. Yeah. Um, I think also, that's good. Also, I will divorce my current wife and get a new, hotter person, uh, but also make my ex-wife work for me. That seems like a really good plan. This, this is good. I, you know what? You getting a company really? I think. I think there's. I think there's John McAfee promise here. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. We might. We might see a real. A real turn. <laughs> I'm gonna murder somebody and move to South America. <laughs> that's the. Yeah. I, you, you ever, so I wanted to ask you actually, Oh, good. Oh no. Go no, no. Oh, I was just going to say the other thing no, I think please, about this all the time is my favorite question to ask people is what do you think you'll be on the wrong side of history about? Cause oh, we all will. Cause we're all, we're all trapped in the time stream, right? There's no, I try to be a compassionate person, you know, and well, I try to see oppression from all angles, but like, there's gonna, there's gonna be something I'm gonna, uh, like, I'm going to be like, they'd be like, what's wrong with Matt? When I'm yeah, he, 90. this is, this is like the one, this is, he seemed pretty good, but, or they seem pretty good, but like, this was the one thing they didn't get right. Yeah. Right? Like, this yeah. is like, this, I don't like their stance on this. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, um, I, I think about that a lot. I, I think about it actually, like Hegel has the thing on that where he says, uh, he says like, we're all living in the ruins of history, but we can't, um, we can't diagnose what's actually going on until like, well, after the fact, it's like his, his thing about the owl of Minerva. Yeah. Um, only flies after dawn. It sounds like it sounds like a uh, it sounds like a spy code, but actually yeah, it's boring <laughs> philosophy. <laughs> that's a great. But it's actually it's actually really cool philosophy, and everyone should read it. But uh, it's in the introduction to the philosophy of right. But uh, he, yeah, I don't know. Like I think uh, I hate to say it, I'm probably going to be on the wrong side of history about 
Well, there's a serious answer, and that's going to be uh, veganism. I think probably in like 100 years, people are going to see this as a much more um, necessary choice to be vegetarian or vegan. That and, is um, that is also my answer. Yeah, I'm I'm well on the wrong side of history about that. Um, yeah. Uh, the other, the less serious answer, I think, is. Um, I'm going to be on the wrong side of history about like smart devices and, uh, and like things that connect to my phone with apps. Um, <laughs> and like, I realized this cause my AC broke, uh, um, the other day and it broke basically I found out because, and I sort of figured this out from online, but when you start messing around with wires and stuff, it, it starts to become a situation where it's either call someone or get, uh, electrocuted to death. Um, second one I, sounds pretty good for me. Well, yeah, I, I gave it some thought. Um, but I, uh, I, I basically, I called this dude, um, and, uh, he came over and what turned out was that my smart thermostat was suddenly for no reason at all asking for more power. And because it couldn't get more power, it just shut down my whole system. Uh-huh. Um, and I start, I, I started like, I started becoming, um, an old person immediately. Cause I was like, these smart devices, I, I was starting to think these aren't such a good idea after all. <laughs> um, I'm like, Oh this is this is just going to deepen as I get older. <laughs> smart yeah. devices. I'm just gonna I'm gonna be complaining about my kids' smart lights and being like, wasn't this a security problem? I'm like, Dad. Yeah, I'm still weird about like when I've when I go to like friends' houses and they have like an Alexa or whatever the other ones are called, and yeah. I'm like, I get very like I turn to Edward Snowden immediately about it. I just you know, get CIA very. To you on this. <laughs> What's that? Do you know the CIA's listening? Oh yeah, to it's like oh yeah. like oh like you know they're always recording. And like, I still get freaked out when I'm like talking about something. Then I like open up Instagram and there's an ad for it. Like, and I know, uh, I know that's not probably, it's probably not real. And it probably has more confirmation to- bias. Yeah. It's probably confirmation bias because I've been like, I'm only thinking about the thing I was talking about because I saw it online already <laughs> or something. There was actually a great episode of uh, reply all where they actually dove into this. Yeah. And proved I that listened it to that. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great show. Um, I like, I like reply all a lot and I'm not just saying that because I drew the logo and I know the hosts, but it's actually a good I didn't show. know you drew the logo I for did, reply all. I did. Wow. My, yeah. wow. Kristen is going to be starstruck when I tell her oh, yeah? that I'm, I'm talking. She's a big reply all head. <laughs> yeah. There, I, uh, I really like, I, I like that show a lot and everyone over there is at Gimlet is very nice and I like them. Um, but, uh, that, that, that episode is really good and I still, and I'm like, and I know Everyone over there is a really good journalist and does a good job, and they proved that it's not real, and I will not believe them. <laughs> it's like I just won't get it out of my head. They're just like, no, Instagram is listening to what I'm saying at all times, and they are serving me um, ads for uh, jumpsuits for six foot three people because I was talking about it. I said <laughs> not because jumpsuit, I was, yeah, right. Not because, I, not because I Googled I, it 400,000 times when I was drunk or something. I started thinking about that with YouTube because I like I, I tweeted about this. Like I, I looked up a bunch of um, home repair videos and then all of a sudden my ads were like, are you having trouble with your technology? It's like, no, no, <laughs> this, is, this is horrible. And even though I knew in my head, I was like, of course, it's because I've looked up these videos. In the back of my mind, I was like, did you hear me complaining about technology? Does it know? Do you have a problem with technology? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> God no. Um, yeah, no, I, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm 100 with you. I, I think that's a great question. I'm going to start asking all my guests that question. Yeah, go for um, it. I, I'm always really curious to hear it because it's like because everyone because also most people know, you know. Oh yeah, it's most like people know, oh yeah. I know I'm I know I'm wrong about this thing. Like I know I shouldn't be eating meat. But also, I bought a grill recently, and it's fun to use. 
<laughs> you can you can grill vegetables too, you know. I actually, yeah, we we uh, we actually, yeah, we got a we have a CSA in the summer. Oh, nice! Which is great. the greatest thing in the world. There's like, this, yeah, I love CSAs. Yeah, there's a beautiful like Episcopal church around the corner where we do the pickup. It's like really close to our house, and the vegetables are always really great. Uh, but we do have to eat seven thousand pounds of squash every summer. That's also um, the problem. Yeah, we did a CSA when we were in Chicago, and it was like. Um, it was cool until we got uh, beets like four weeks in a row. Like we can't yeah. plausibly eat roasted beets again. Like I'm I, stockpiling beets until I have enough to make uh, borscht. Actually, okay. what I'm doing. That's, that's the, smart. I like that. We have that. the Veselka. Are you familiar with a restaurant called Veselka? It's in New York. It's I'm like not. Fam- but... Okay. It's like a famous Ukrainian restaurant that's been in the okay. East Village forever. But we have their cookbook and they have an amazing borscht. I'm going to stockpiling beets. But anyways, but like I got a grill Sweet. and I'm just like. I grill all the CSA vegetables, uh, but also I figured out I can make tandoori chicken out there. So <laughs> yep, there you go. That's right. Yeah, it's um, it's hard. I mean, I'm I'm I challenge myself to be on the right side of history with a lot of things, and I I think I'm doing okay with with most of them. But uh, there's you know, I mean, we're all we're all reactionaries, you know, two hundred years from now. Great. <laughs> Sorry. No, uh, so I mean, that's a well, lovely that's a lovely thought to wake up to. Well, to be fair, you are you are being an optimist by saying there will be a 200 years from now. Which... <laughs> I'm a, I'm a I'm a big there will be a 200 years from now truther. Yeah, um, I, I I don't believe that. Well, we'll see we'll see who's right because we'll have implants that'll let us live forever. Oh god. The nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> they they and they're going to be mandatory. Um, people get to vote on who gets to live forever. And if you become popular as a cartoonist, you're basically a shoe in Oh, great. Yeah. Um, uh, sorry if I'm, if I'm blowing your mind with this dystopia. If but. this is uh, if this, if people are voting to keep me alive, I'm just going to start doing cartoons about, uh, Israel until I get voted to death. <laughs> it'll be, it'll be quick. Uh, that's like, the, that's like literally, I like never get angry emails or messages. And that's the only times I ever do is, is that, is that one There's thing? A, there's a tweet that uh, that says like um, that uh, C- Syria is uh, is actually shaped in the, uh, the the country itself is shaped in the in the form of a madness rune and that's why everyone who starts thinking about it uh, inevitably and eventually goes off the rails, um, yeah. which I think about a lot. But I think actually <laughs> that um, is very true. Yeah, I think actually it may be Israel Palestine. Like that might that might be the madness rune that actually like affects people who read your work. Because the instant you mention it, you have uh, 300 people uh, yelling at you for, um, I mean, whatever you have said, yeah, uh, one or, way or the other. And I'm, or any I'm pretty sure our politics align on this, but still. Oh, yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. do, for sure. But like, or even like you mentioned, uh, you talk about Venezuela at all. <laughs> yeah, Venezuela's another one. Because then you get. Stop in. We got like the, the neighbor in a comic about Venezuela a while ago, which like I didn't 900% agree with every single thing in it. Um, but it was like a little explainery thing about what's going on. And it was like, you know, like <clears throat> it, it, it reckoned some with like how a lot of this is the, you know, the rest of the world's fault from excluding them from the international community in this way. Yeah. Uh, and also like the capitalists in the country are causing many of the problems by refusing to cooperate with the government. Uh, but also like, was like, Oh, you know, like the government of Venezuela isn't super great. And then it was just like tankies forever bothering me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, one 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 set of us is on the wrong side of history. I'm, I'm excited to find out who is right. Yeah, maybe 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 it's uh, I, I'm on the wrong side of history because I'm not a Maoist. The, <laughs> it could like, be. It, could it goes be. along with our veganism co- conversation, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, 
Well, I, I do want to ask you about video games. Um, yeah. If only, if only just to, to, to name the brand, but I think, I think I'm just going to now venture off in, uh, in, in future episodes to, uh, talking, just having a conversation with coffee. It'll be, it'll be called, uh, uh, coffee with, uh, Twitter personalities, uh, on computers and, uh, Netflix, if you're listening, but well, I mean, um, they're always listening. They're <laughs> serving the ads. We've, we've talked about this. Um, yeah, so so I'm I'm curious. Um, you talked a little bit about a, a couple of things that actually sound a lot like video game uh, or, or gamer traits. The one being uh, collecting things, and the other being building things. So I'm wondering. So you played video games a bit when you were a kid. I don't know if you play them now or not. But I do. Yeah. Okay. Does that collect? That's the. I'm sorry. Does that collection and uh, and building impulse. Uh, play into what games you choose to play or what games you enjoy, or is it less that and more other things? Uh, it's actually, yeah, my video game playing seems to be like, um, it's very obsessive in like two directions. And that is, I love playing like sports games for some reason. Like I'm really okay. into, like I used to like have like all the, the EA sports games and I would just play them constantly all the Are time. Are you a big sports guy? Uh, I like uh, less so than I used to be. Okay. I try to keep up with things. I really like hockey and basketball. All right. Who um, are your teams? Uh, the <laughs> the the Knicks and the Rangers. Unfortunately, it's oh no, it's bad news. Uh, I I'm <laughs> com- I'm completely under the the horrible spell of James Dolan. I'm so so sorry. Or that's, as as the Yorkers know, his famous band JD and the Straight Shot. <laughs> That he I makes love all that of his... James Dolan is more interested in being a, a rock star than a than a sports team owner. Well, he's like, well, he's so really good. interested in being a basketball team owner, or he used to be he, for a long time. He's he's like very meddlesome with the basketball team. And like the Rangers, he like it's like a thing he put in the back of his closet and forgot about it. And there, it's like both the worst ways to be an owner. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's like too. It, it's not surprising not that uh, it's not surprising that the Rangers did better though. They're, yeah, the Rangers have been doing better than the Knicks in general. Uh, though, yeah, who knows? Yeah, um, right. Uh, but the, um, so I play a lot of, I played a lot of sports games right now. I'm like very obsessed with Mario tennis. I don't know why okay. I can't stop playing it. It's super fun. Um, people love that. It's fucking people seem great. Super into it. I really like it. And also I could play it with uh, me and my wife play it together. It's very fun. Oh, nice. Cause you can play doubles. It's great. Um, and you can play cooperatively. So me and my wife are not yelling at each other because we're both, extre- we're both extremely competitive and cannot play non-cooperative games. <laughs> you guys should you guys should get really into uh like ultra technical fighting games so you can uh just play them for ten hours a day and waste your entire life. I'd love that. Um <laughs> but also um I really love like big platformers because of the okay. obsessive nature of them. Like I played I've put like I only own I've only ever owned Nintendo systems. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know why. It was just I got hooked on them when I was a child and I'm still really into those games for the most part. But I I put uh, like an embarrassing amount of time into Breath of the Wild. Sure. Because it's a lot of collecting and a lot of like, you can actually, like, it's not building, but you can like cook food and you can like futz around with, there's a lot of things to just sort of like wander around and do. Um, and there's yeah. a lot of like, the completionist in me will never be satisfied with that game. Like I think right. I've done almost everything in it now, but there's still like a million things to do. And it's just like, oh, I can just like, pick it up and play it for a couple hours, basically whenever I feel like it. And there will always be something there. That's like me with, um, that's like me, although it's been a while and, and partially because I know if I pick it up again, it will, uh, eat my life again. But that's a little bit like me and, uh, and Stardew Valley. I don't know if you've played Stardew Valley. I've not, I'm scared of it. 
You gotta play it. You're gonna really. Like <clears throat> oh, I'm it. scared I, of playing it because I know it's gonna ruin my life. I put 63 hours apparently into Stardew Valley. <laughs> it was like, All right. like pixel based farm simulator. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's because it is at once a social thing. Uh, you can kind of go around and talk to people and stuff. It is a farming simulator, so you can grow crops. And it's also a collectathon, so you can get all sorts of stuff and fill a museum with them. Oh, sh- and, like, oh you get a little museum? Oh, you get no. a little museum for all your geodes <clears throat> and stuff, and you get a little journal that has all the things in it that you collected. Oh, it I is, hate when the game gives you the list of the stuff you have. It's the worst thing in the world to make because I got to fill up that list. Yep, yep, yep. yep. I got that way with um, – uh, with Hollow Knight recently, which is another one that just came to Switch, which uh, I would strongly yeah. recommend. I, I saw – I've been thinking about getting that and also I saw – I think they, they, they put Skyrim on it, I think, which – Oh, that's another good one. Which for, is for like I know I'm just going to – it's another thing that's just going to end my life and my marriage. So I'm not positive I'm going to get it. But like I really would like to – oh, the, uh, uh, speaking of museums, and have you played Breath of the Wild? I haven't yet. I, okay. I just got a Switch, so I'm oh. not I'm, – I'm, I'm kind of – I'm – trying to balance all the games I need to play anymore, yeah. which is something I've talked about on here. Making games your job is, uh, is weirdly stressful in, in it's a lot, there's particularly a lot of fun games. games. It's a lot yeah, there's of, a lot, lot of, of them. Yeah. Um, and you got to put a lot of hours in video games until you really have a handle on what they're like, I feel like. Uh, yeah, for sure. Like, it's not like movies or TV or other forms of entertainment and art where you had to like, you just kind of like spend an hour looking at a TV show and get a real sense of what it's like. But a game, you got to like sync your... Oh, 10, 15, 20 hours in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Breath of the Wild is maybe my favorite game ever that I've ever played. And okay. um, But there is a bit in it where you can build Link a house. And in the house, you can store uh, shields and swords and bows and arrows that you collect. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can just like go get the. You have to go around the whole map finding the raddest shit you can to put it in your little house. Oh, man. And yeah, it's. You would. You would be done if you download <laughs> Valley. I just like because you get a house, you decorate your house, you can put things in it, you can craft things oh, for no. it. This it's is... also Skyrim and Fallout Four, and man, they make games specifically for you now, specifically I, to trap you. This is like they they saw me they saw me pumping uh, four hundred hours into Animal Crossing when I was sixteen, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> decided to make all games like that now. They're like they, the the the. The recent trend in games is is to capture like hyper competitive gamers and then also Matt Lipchansky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make. I need them to make like a, a, a when when they make the Stardew Valley house decorating league. I will <laughs> I'll quit my job and I will join whatever the New York team is. Yeah, the New York um, uh, the, the the New York farmers or the New York uh, the New York tillers. Yeah, um, I feel yeah, like- no, it's. The names of those te- the Overwatch League teams oh, they're are so, so bad. They're so bad because it's also like because like if you watch a baseball team, it's not like oh the New York Bat Swingers like. Yeah. <laughs> right, I, yeah, I, I, oh man, I it's it's funny. I wrote, um, I got a piece published at um, uh, Kotaku's Compete, uh, literally just before it was with a, a buddy of mine named Jack Moore. I'm pretty sure I brought it up in the last episode, but um, it uh, I got it published literally as Compete uh, folded. Which oh. was pretty funny. It was published, and an hour later, they were like, "Well, folks, compete's over now." <laughs> oh no! Um, but I still got, you know, I got, I got the credit. It's fine. But yeah. the um, the first piece I wrote uh, sort of uh, a moldered for a while, and I wonder. I don't know if it is or isn't. Uh, Dennis Young, the the editor there, is a really good guy, and uh, he, you know, I have nothing against him. Um, and he, and he sort of like commissioned the piece. But I wonder if it was not a particularly popular piece because the piece was just like. 
this esports thing is a little bit half baked, and uh, I don't think that's a really good thing to run in an esports vertical. Probably not. But probably not. But you're but, right. Um, <laughs> I think I read that was the one about match fixing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah I read yeah. that. Yeah, that was yeah, that was like uh, the the one I wrote. That a lot of that was uh, was Jack bringing in um, really really interesting stuff about gambling and match fixing, and all the stuff that was just like. This uh, this stuff needs a, a lot of work to be profitable. Was the stuff from my article? Yeah, but to be fair, in the same in the same time and work at the timeline of like esports versus like football. At this point, yeah. football people were literally dying from head injuries constantly. Like that's the, true. Like football was like the president was going to ban it because of all the oh, people yeah, di- because that. of all the people dying. Right. So like maybe we're just like one forward pass invention away. From esports being really, really cool. That's probably not true. Football was having all those heated football moments um, where yeah. people died from head injuries. <laughs> and uh, reporters were going to the houses where the football players lived and reporting on how disgusting and awful their living conditions were. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's it's basically like where you where you talk about that um, that one uh, that one Overwatch team that doesn't win a game is just um, is just Harvard. They're like, Harvard, Harvard can't seem to beat Princeton or the other football team, either at Michigan or Georgia. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's uh, I think you're right. I think I think we're close. I think uh, that that's although, as my uh, stepfather likes to say, uh, football was was a great game until it was ruined by the forward pass. Yeah. Um, oh, boy. Which made me think the forward pass was created in the 60s. Uh, and then it turns out that it is a, an invention that was around 1890. Yeah. I don't think it was officially in the game in like the NFL, like as a thing that got used a lot until like the 1920s or something, maybe it was yeah, like, it was a while. That's pretty right. And also like, it wasn't in the NFL really until like the seventies, like people threw the four through, through passes, but it was like once every like six or seven downs, they'd throw a pass. Yeah. It was a much more smash mouth league. Yeah, exactly. Which I think is probably, he's a, he's a, I grew up a Chicago bears fan. So I'm pretty sure. That's, oh yeah. That's uh, like, that's if, yeah, from. that's like, you just want to like roll around in the mud. And and watch watch some big boys get con- concussions. That's that, that's the whole game to you. If you hey, and I don't blame him. That's that's a that's a good way to to chill out. I mean, I'm a I'm an Eagles fan, so it's basically my my version of that is, um, I want I want fairly pretty football, but I want everyone to be really mean when they play it and do yeah. cruel things to people. Yeah, I'm a I I grew up a Jets fan, so oh, no. all I want to do is go to a game and not watch it and get yelled at by some humongous guy. You, your your parents really uh, gave you the most tragic. Although I guess you could have been an Islanders fan, so that's yeah. a little better. Also, but the, I, so my my whole family's from the Bronx, actually. So I did grow up a Yankees okay. fan. So I, oh, I got well, I got all the sports success I could ever want as a child. And then since you know, then it's been just a nightmare. Well, the Yankees are good again. The so. Yankees are good again. I actually do like going to their games again. I have to see my big enormous son Aaron Judge hit the hit the ball with his big club. He's very good <laughs> and he's enormous. <laughs> Yeah, he's like he's basically like if you if you were like I wanna I wanna take my character from the first time I played Dark Souls and make him a uh, a baseball player. I'm yeah. Like, All right. Uh, he's big and strong, and he carries an enormous sword, which is a baseball bat. I'm like, All right. Yeah. It's works like, for me. It's cool that they gave uh, Aaron Judge a keyblade. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I do think that's cool. I think that's uh, cool. But like him and uh, now they have him and Giancarlo Stanton, who are both like. The, like, like they look like the monsters. Like they're just enormous. Like you go to the you go to a game. You're sitting in the upper deck, and they look like they're like scaled up from the other players. It's crazy. It's amazing that that the Yankees could 
put together a lineup that makes like Gary Sanchez seem small. Yeah. But you know, we did it. I got to give them credit. They did it. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was feel like really guilty for being a Yankees fan. Cause, uh, they're, you know, like the, 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 po- the pole star of evil for, for professional sports in, in North America. Um, but like, I, I got the legit. I grew up with them being very you bad. Grew up there. My dad's, uh, I didn't grow I grew up in the suburbs. My parents are all from there. Um, and like, but like my so dad's, nice. my dad's first job as a teenager was selling orange drink at the old stadium. Like I feel pretty legit. Uh, yeah, no, I think, that's, like, I think that's fair. But I like them less now. And also like I live in Queens and I'm starting to, I'm starting to live. I, I'm warming up to the, to the Mets because oh, no. no, because I love a bad team that is no good. Well, then you will love the Mets. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they have a nicer, they have a better stadium and they're, and the food is better there and the tickets are cheaper. That's kind of how I felt weirdly about, um, and, and I wasn't a fan of either of these teams, but I liked going to both of their games. I have nothing against either team. Um, and I was happy when the, when the Cubs won it all because um, I literally, when I was in Chicago, lived about a block from them. But um, uh, I liked going to the White Sox Stadium more than I liked going to Wrigley Field. Really? Um, Wrigley Field was nice and historic and it was cool. I yeah, loved, I've, I loved been, going I went, there. I've been once. Yeah, it's neat. I mean, it it's, a, cool. it's a place you should go if you like baseball. If you, sure. love, to, if you love to pee in a big metal trough. And who doesn't? Who and next, if to, you next like, to just a very sweaty, enormous person. If you like baseball, you like to do that exact thing. That is true. Uh, <laughs> but but that, that, that's what you live for. But the um, uh, I think the White Sox Stadium is great. Uh, the food is good. They have really good beer. The tickets are like twelve dollars. Oh wow! Um, and uh, they are never full. Uh, it's it's great. I just watched a Royals White Sox game there. Um, one time, and I, I forget the other game I saw, but we were like, I don't know, like three rows up. And we paid nothing for the tickets. It was great. That rules. Um, yeah, it, it does rule. I mean, and the White Sox are unfortunately never popular, even when they're really good. Um, the city sort of just like ignores them because they're the they're they're sort of the working class poorer class team. Yeah. Uh, for for like the people in South Chicago, um, right, South and West. So, you know, unfortunately, they don't get much, as much press, but they are legit. So I, I feel the same way in some ways about. Not that the Mets are sort of like that, but compared to the Yankees, compared to the Yankees, yeah, compared to the Yankees. I mean, like literally, the team is poorer than the Yankees because the owner got destroyed by a Ponzi scheme. (laughs) Oh, it's so sad. (laughs) Now, like now, Navient or something runs the team. Yeah, like literally, like literally, they had to do like um, austerity, like a couple, you know, like ten years ago. Like the Mets (laughs) got hit by the by the two thousand eight financial crash more than anybody else. (laughs) <laughs> it's just like, uh, sorry guys, we can't sign Pedro Martinez's anymore. We, uh, we put all that money into, uh, housing that seemed too good to be true and was. Yeah. It's, uh, now Angela Merkel is the general manager. <laughs> uh, the, the heard world of this politics is, stuff? Uh, yeah. Yeah. The world bank is cause is uh, doing your trades. It's <laughs> like, uh, well, we can trade Jacob to Grom, but, uh, it's going to have to be for, um, looser sanctions on Jamaica. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Um, so do you, so look, what do you, what do you, I, I know like uh, cartooning is sort of your job, which must sort of be a, a pleasure and a curse in that, like, I'm sure it's something you love, but then it's something you have to work at as well. Um, what, what in, what in, um, what, in, what, what do you use video games for? I mean, do you use them for relaxation? Do you use them as distraction? Um, how do you, how do you like incorporate them into your life? Yeah. So Such like, as you do. yeah. So it's actually interesting. Cause I was actually not really 
playing a lot of games for a long time in my 20s because Mm -hmm. cartooning was my hobby. And I had, I was working, I had a mechanical engineering job. Okay. Um, That's what I have like a degree in. Um, And I was doing that during the day and then all night I'd like, you know, we were like living with a roommate at the time. So like me and my girlfriend at the time, I would like, she'd be asleep and I'd be like at my desk next to the bed like with headphones on drawing until three in the morning every day. And then like I'd draw on the day during the weekend and it would just oh, be cool. like, I was trying to, I was trying to make, I was like doing a web comic uh, that I won't even name because it's very old and very bad. Uh, and then like oh, Matt Lipchansky yeah. web comic. Well, the, 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 you'll, then you'll find, please listen to me, which I did for 10 years, which is good. Uh, oh, I like that web comic. Yeah, the, the, That's a really good web comic. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, but the previous one was no good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's another one that me and my wife did together called New Amsterdam Mystery Company, which is good, uh, which is very short run. But um, <clears throat> but like it was there was one before that that was like a bad superhero thing. But um, but I was like just I was just trying to break into this thing that I loved a lot uh, and, you know, should have gone to school for should have tried to do uh, earlier. But it was, you know, comics were my hobby. I had no other hobbies because it was all of my free time was comics. And then about four years ago. Uh, it turned into my full-time job okay. and um, I decided I realized I had no hobbies. I didn't do anything when I was done with work. So I would just work a lot. Um, and then I, I started getting more into doing some other things. Like, so now I'm in uh, I'm in a band with a couple of friends of mine where we practice once, twice a week. We play shows in New York. Like it's fun to oh, just cool. have, it's cool to have a creative outlet that is not that there's Can no people st- check out your band anywhere. Oh, sure. We're called faith slash void. Uh, cool. So it's stylized. Cool yeah, thank you. It's faithvoid.bandcamp.com. We're actually coming out with a new album. We just recorded a new, a full length, our first one. It's coming out in September. As wow. Soon. I, just, I just have to draw the cover and then it's coming out. Like it's done. Um, oh boy. Yeah, no, I mean, it's hard to find a good artist. I hope you can find uh, one. Well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> the person who did the first cover, he they stuck. So, um, <laughs> what's it called? Oh, so yeah. So it's, it's, it's been really nice to have like a hobby that is like a creative one that has no stakes. Yeah. Um, basically. Cause like, I know, I mean, if, listen, if, uh, if, if Island records called me tomorrow and we're like, we want to sign your band, I don't even know if I would be able to do it. Um, but like, so, you know, it's not, it's just a thing that I can do with my friends We have fun and drink yeah. and try to make music. Um, but, <clears throat> and the other thing in the last couple of years has been, yeah, like I got a, I got a switch and I just started playing games a lot again recently. And it's been mostly, cool. yeah, it's like a really good way to like, I don't know, like instead of like when I have like, oh, I'm done with work. I have to be somewhere in two hours. Uh, what can I do instead of just like plopping on the couch and just passively absorbing Jeopardy or whatever? Or Yeah, right. Uh, you know, Twin. Harry Potter movie marathon or whatever the fuck <laughs> is on, you know, whatever things are on TV. Watch, you know, uh Thor again, or whatever, you know, whatever things are just on TV all the time now. Um, uh-huh. Instead of doing that, I'll like, oh, I'll play a game for a couple hours. And it's like it's 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 still sitting on the couch, but it's more entertaining to me personally. And it, it's like a it's like a thing that is enjoyable. And I feel like I'm doing something. So it's yeah. a, kind of like an escape thing. It's also if I have work to do a really good way to procrastinate. <laughs> well, that is perfect. Um, it's a better way to, pro- to procrastinate than like reading Twitter. Well, yeah. I mean, one of the things about, I think one of the things about being like sort of, because I I completely relate with you about uh, being obsessive with games. I mean, like there's, 
you know, I'll spend I'll spend way too much time in in any given Metroidvania just collecting all the stuff, and yeah. it's not like I need it to beat the game. I, like at any given point when I get to the end game, I spend about thirty hours more before I beat the game itself, and it's it's just collecting stuff or finishing the map or something. Um, and I'm trying to wean myself off of that because, of course, if you have a bunch of games to play, it's not the best thing. But I talked about this with um, I forget who I talked about this with, but I think it comes from you know, when we grew up, um, you had like one game for a long time yeah, and you just had to kind of milk it, make it last. And I think that comes from that, but it's a good, it's a very fun impulse to have with the games, right? Like you can wander around, you can do things. It's, it's a good time. It is a very bad impulse to have, uh, when it comes to Twitter, uh, and politics and stuff, because you just end end up in such a hole. Oh Yeah. Uh, and it's like, it's like combining the worst, it's like that, the, that, that perfection impulse. And also like the, uh, nobody anywhere can think something about me that I did not put into the world impulse that you get from Twitter, where you have to like constantly course correct, uh, what people are thinking about what you said. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. just like, it's, it's just crazy making. Uh, so I'm glad that I work all day in politics reading Twitter. Um, yeah, it's good. It's exciting. <laughs> it's, it's, um, it's it makes great. me really happy. Uh, yeah. It makes me happy to think about uh, responding to things and then not doing it because I'm worried people will yell at me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. no, it's. It, I, I think you're right. Like, I think in a lot of ways, especially in this, like, I don't want to say like this, this divided culture or something like that, because it's no more divided than any culture, really. But, um, you know, in the current moment, it's there is something so soporific and like an exciting and enjoyable way about uh playing video games i mean it's just it's it's fun it's something that has no stakes um in a world where every single thing we do seems to have like constant stakes yeah yeah i just i feel like everything now is just cranked up to this level where you can't just say or do something it's got to be i don't know i don't know where i was i lost my train of thought there but it's just it's uh we live in hell is the main, is the main takeaway. <laughs> well, I think that is, uh, that is probably as good a closing as we can hope for, uh, of any episode. Uh, we live in hell. We live um, hell. Matt, I've kept you about an hour and I want to say thank you. This is really fun. Yeah, um, thanks for having me on. Yeah, of course. Uh, anything you think we missed, anything you want to add anything other than, other than obviously go, go, uh, donate, uh, support fund, get backer rewards from the nib. Back the nib. It's good. It's going to be, there's going to be nothing like it. It's a, a comics journalism magazine. It doesn't exist anywhere else. We're going to be the only one and it's going to be great. And it's going to I'm look excited. really nice. It like the paper feels nice. The covers are like super great illustrators doing really good work. Oh man, this is going to be good. Yeah. I'm really excited for you. I can't wait to see it come out. Um, thanks for coming on. Come on again. I'd love to, I'd love to have a morning chat with you again. Yeah, for sure. All right. Cool, All right. man. Great. Talk soon. See you.